I still have a grandmother, thank goodness, and she's 97, you know, and I don't, I still, you're an adult, you still say grandmommy, you know, like 40-something years old. Stephen, it is uh, it is with great pleasure that uh, I bring you into today's extravaganza. Uh, lots to get to. We've got a parade that will happen at 6 o'clock, and um, some of us will be atop, uh, well, I can't give it away, I can't give our secret perch away, but I'm going to be up there, be providing live updates for the station. Stephen, live coverage from the parade route. I mean, be listening to that, Stephen, kind of in the 5 o'clock hour of game time, and uh, I'll just be providing minute-by-minute updates. Here's what's happening. Here's what the parade looks like. I don't know how I don't know how many floats. I don't think it's going to be like the Baylor Homecoming Parade. Stephen, what was the? How old were you the first time you went to see a Baylor Homecoming Parade? I would think for a kid, I mean that that that'll blow folks away. People that don't kind of do parades or haven't been around enough, they don't they don't quite they can't conceive um, of the idea of how big that parade is. That that in in fact probably the biggest one in the country. I would say. I don't, and I don't think anything's close. Maybe the Rose Bowl parade used to used to be similar. Yeah, I remember getting out to the uh, the homecoming parade a few times. I think I was probably six or seven the first time we went. Maybe maybe a little younger than that, and I didn't remember it. But um, I enjoyed that. And then the big deal at McGregor was always the Founders Day parade every year, which was Whoa. probably pretty small in comparison to a lot of parades. But they'd always throw candy from those floats, and that was uh, that was a good day to get a good haul if you. We're able to get up there early enough and get up close. And that was Founders Day. Were y'all celebrating the the uh, the formation of McGregor? That's correct. Well, mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know any history of that? Do you know when McGregor became a town, became a township? Or are you going to have to do <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do some research. I don't really know much. There wasn't much history uh, given out. It was mainly a, pl- yeah. a chance to get some vendors out there and sell some stuff. But uh-huh. I would say about 1885. McGregor became incorporated, or whatever they called it back then, <clears throat> is what I would guess. Maybe a little bit before that, we brought in McGregor, and then uh, then Spiegelville came in out there somewhere. Um, Stephen, it is uh, it, it's a big day. Uh, the Baylor family, in fact, uh, the Bears have been at the state capitol, and uh, they were uh, pictures all over social media. Stephen, it looked like uh, everyday John Jonathan Chamuachachua uh, got to hit the gavel to bring everything into session, and then they let, uh, looked like they let Flo, it looked like Big Flo got involved, the big men, with the gavel, and the folks in the gallery, the, uh, you know, the our folks, the state senators, uh, state reps, they started booing. They didn't, they didn't think it was, they thought maybe a seven foot and a six, six nine man might, might give it a good rap, bring everybody to attention. So, Stephen, I mean, I, I don't know. I, booing the national Man. champions, that seems kind of Tough, tough harsh. crowd. Tough crowd in there. Must be a lot of UT crowd. fans. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's right. No, I did love how everybody, boy, they co-op, a, they co-op a national title. I don't know where these guys went. Like Dade Phelan, the Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan. He, boy, he's in every picture he can get in. Oh, Dade likes to be out there. He likes to go on a fishing trip and get that shirt off. And he likes to get some photographs out there. And then the governor. The governor was right in the middle of the Bears, and he gave a little speech, and they were with him. And then, Stephen, remind me to ask, we're going to have Mac Rhodes, the athletic director, Baylor athletic director, at 140. Uh, need to kind of ask him about a dance they did. 
I don't know if you've seen this on social media, involved the Mullet Brothers, Jared Butler, the uh, the uh, All-American guard, most valuable player in the tournament, most, what's it, MOP? What is that? Most, what does that even stand for? Most something. most outstanding player. Oh, okay. That's a weird thing. Mop. Uh, MOP. And then uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, President Livingstone was in that dancing. And uh, Scott and then Mac. Mac was right in there with him. Oh, I'll have to look back at that. His, I didn't notice shaking Mac. Shaking his hips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I think it's on the Baylor basketball Twitter deal. Mac got right in the middle of that. Would not have been permitted during my illustrious run at Baylor. Okay. They did not approve dancing on campus till 96. I guess dancing at the state capitol has always been approved. Do you think Stephen Scott, they, you know, Scott got involved in some political stuff, like gave him some advice on some of the bills that are up? Some of the there's some voting law stuff they're talking Did about. Did some lobbying down there. Yeah, just <laughs> wouldn't that have shocked everybody if he just got up there? Trying to think what we're doing right now. What's our big thing? There's a voting law that's coming into place, and then there was something else they were looking at. Oh, oh, broadband. They put some legislation. I always like. I mean, this thing seemed like the easiest legislation to get through. Is like, all right, here's what we're going to do: broadband for everybody. Like who who doesn't like that idea, Stephen? Like is, why why would we vote against that? You know, let's not have let's not give everybody equal access to broadband. I'm sure somebody voted against it, but that's that was the big bill I was noticing that was going on in Austin. Look, guys, look what we figured out. Let's try to get everybody some broadband. And we I think we saw with COVID, extremely important to have our students, you know, have the have the Wi-Fi and have that working and all that kind of stuff. Stephen, how's your Wi-Fi at the house? Out in McGregor, do y'all have decent coverage out there? Do you, yeah, my, my you, Wi-Fi is held up pretty well. Your kids don't have a lot of devices yet, but I mean, no, they don't. So yeah, just I mean, stri- but streaming TV and stuff—that's that's been fine. Yeah, I just talked to one of my buddies who, even though he has a son in high school and a daughter in junior high, refusing to give them a phone. Now that you talk about a power play, I like that. That's just a that's just like whoa, no phone. No phone. Just made made the decision to do no phone. Uh, really rough news today in the uh, NBA, and uh, you hate to see it. Jamal Murray, one of my favorite players on one of my favorite teams, out with an ACL. It was ugly last night, Stephen. Quite honestly, uh, I'm mad that the game was kind of out of control. It was like 110 to 89. It was totally out of control, and the Nuggets made a run to make it kind of like. Somewhat interesting with a minute left. It was like 114 to 108. The Mavericks do this. The Jazz do this when they're down. They always make one of those crazy runs. Jazz did it with uh, uh, Donovan. I think Donovan's been taking about 40 shots a game. Uh, but anyway, it's in that about 58 seconds to go or a minute to go. And he's in traffic with the ball. And he goes in there and his knee, his left knee just buckles on him. He'd already been out for four, three or four games with a little knee issue. I think it was right knee. And his left knee just buckles. He goes to the ground, and we lose one of the great players in the NBA for the playoffs. And Steve and I, you know, sometimes I hate it the fact that, like, Brooklyn never plays their stars together. Like, they've got all these people. They got KD, you know, they got the beard, they got Kyrie Irving, and they never play them together. Well, they might be smart. They might be smart because as, as, as ridiculous as that is for fans of the NBA, when they get in the playoffs, those guys are going to be okay. 
Those guys are going to be, I mean, you know, they've rested people throughout the season. This was a quick turnaround because of the COVID, because of the bubble. Stephen, bad business. Bad business by the NBA to try to quickly turn that thing around, and players' bodies are not built for that. I mean, these are super high-end, like, race cars. And you start messing with their timing of the season, and you make them start just a couple months after they're finished with a, with a pretty intense bubble scene, that's rough. I mean, that's not cool. And uh, got to get back to regular seasons. The COVID, in my mind, people say, Mosley, how do you know? How do you know COVID or the schedule? I don't. But it only makes sense, and I think medical people would back me up. If you put more stress on a knee and, and you know, highly high-functioning athletes, this kind of thing is more likely to happen. All right? It's why I kind of worry about our buddies like Mary Harden Baylor. Oh, we got to get that great player from Mary Harden Baylor on. But turning around, okay, we play a spring schedule of whatever it is, six, seven games, five games. We play a spring schedule, and now let's find a way to get ready for the fall. Okay, let's get the kids back in somewhere in August, and let's get going in September. I love football. I love seeing it. It was not meant to, and people say, Matt, they play spring football. It's different, okay? It's not completely Let's not act like that's totally like playing a game or game speed. You try to get it in practice. It's not quite there. So, I mean, that's nothing against D3 or anything like that. It's no statement. It's just, Stephen, when we take our athletes and we require them to do things their bodies aren't used to doing, there are going to be issues. You know, same thing with baseball. You try to, you try to shorten a season or you try to get back and get on a regular season after a weird COVID late start and you rush through a season with 60 games, and then you try to stretch them back out. Oh, my gosh, wait, we have arm problems? Oh, my gosh, I've never heard of Tommy John surgery. What's this? This is new. Stephen, we're asking professional athletes, and people say they're, they're paid this and that, and they are. That's fine if you want to look at it that way. But uh, I, I think, Stephen, I, I didn't plan this rant. These rants just kind of happen. But um, I, I believe we're sort of asking too much of these professional athletes. And then on top of that, we've got some whining. we got some wine and cheese party going on that we need to tell you about. But, uh, Stephen, um, did that Jamal Murray thing make you sick? And do you believe I've hit on something here? No, I think you're right. I mean, I mean, we're seeing it with the Lakers right now. Those guys, both Anthony Davis and LeBron, have been out for an extended period of time. It, it's tough. I don't know – like the Olympics are also coming up this summer. I'm not sure what that's going to look like with guys playing or not because they've already condensed a couple seasons basically into you know less than a calendar year. It's going to put strain on on those joints, those ligaments, especially knee injuries. And really unfortunate what happened to Jamal Murray because that Nuggets team was uh, was cooking. The Joker is an MVP candidate. Jamal is, was a uh, great in the playoffs last year and and looked to be you know, kind of in that same form this year. I, I think they were a super dangerous team in the Western Conference, and they still have players. I mean, Monte Morris is not a bad backup point guard. Uh, they recently got Aaron Gordon. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has really come on in the last Baku year. Campazzo. So, Baku mm-hmm. Campazzo. But none of those guys are, are, are Jamal Murray. And, and the scoring threat that they had with that two-man game between Murray and, and Jokic was, uh, was something special. So, Really unfortunate that he's going to be out for uh, the rest of the season. All right, I'm with you. Very unfortunate. We are both big NBA fans, and that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Stephen, uh, 
you know, Tacker is trying to, Terry Tacker, uh, one of the great salesmen at our station, uh, account rep, and a friend of the show, big fan, big friend of our show, um, he's, he's telling me we're looking at this parade. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to get, I can't get to 6 p.m. to the start of the parade. Steven, let's look at that weather. We do have some clouds rolling in to Waco at about 3. It's going to be partly cloudy until about 3. It's going to be warm in the high 70s, but 15% chance of rain. Steven, let's not. We don't need to get too upset about that, do we? Thursday, we got a, a, a lot. Thursday and Friday, we got a really good chance of rain. Um, today, it really only peaks at 15%. So, let's, Stephen, let's not overreact to this, okay? Terry, okay, I think, it's, I think it's me all right. I think, yeah, I feel like it's I mean, 15% hold does not, let's not. That doesn't even really parade. register on the radar usually or on the, the forecast. They don't generally even start talking about it until 20%. So, I think it'll be okay. Once we lost Rusty, Rusty Garrett, I, I think people in Waco don't have any clue. They're just like, what do we do? What do we do? And there's somebody named Cliff that used to be around. I kind of liked him. Cliff. Cliff was a good weather man. Okay. Stephen, do you know, do you know who Cliff is? All right. It's um, <laughs> Cliff down the street. Like, <laughs> No, Cliff was a good weather, one of our local weather guys. I liked him. I liked what he brought. But um, I just, my local weather I don't know. They, we had one guy I really liked that would come on at the McLean Stadium this year. And I just can't think which one he was on. All right, Stephen, uh, we've got a lot more to get to. Uh, we got Mac Rhodes coming up at 140. That's going to be good. And we've got some things to share with you uh, Cowboys-wise. A huge mock draft has dropped today. And... It, it's really, really an interesting look for the Cowboys. We're going to let you react. And remember, you can text us or call us, 254-662-1660. Love to hear from you. That's all next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy today with a 20% chance of a scattered shower or thunderstorm. Highs top out at 75. Showers and thunderstorms are likely overnight tonight with lows dropping to 58. And tomorrow mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of scattered showers and storms and a high of 70. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Tune in to history with a rebroadcast of the Baylor Bears National Championship game broadcast tonight here on ESPN Central Texas. Hear it for the first time live if you were at the game or relive the highlights of the title game broadcast through the eyes of John Morris and Pat Nunley. The Baylor Gonzaga Championship game rebroadcast tonight beginning at 6 p.m. exclusively on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. The long wait is over, and now the Baylor Bears are celebrating their first-ever men's basketball crown. Now Bears fans can own a special piece of history with a limited-edition, full-size Final Four Wilson basketball that features the scores of every game this season, the Final Four logo, and school logo. And part of the proceeds help the local United Way, too. To order for $99, call 1-800-345-2868 or visit NICOsports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O Sports.com. Don't delay. Only 2021 basketballs will ever be produced. Call 1-800-345-2868. 
Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home Home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com or call 254 301 7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Stephen Simcox with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor football continues to roll through spring practice. Dave Miranda spoke Saturday about the quarterback battle that appears to be a three-person race. You were able to see uh, some big play potential uh, with Gary and Zeno. I thought Blake, you were able to see some of his arm talent and some of his uh, creativity. Um, and so I thought, you know, what you saw today was was what, what we're seeing. Um, I think this is a good first step today. Rangers left fielder Ronald Guzman was carted off with a knee injury in the Rangers' 1-0 loss to the Rays on Monday night. Guzman pulled up chasing a fly ball. He will be evaluated further today. Texas also announced Monday relief pitcher Matt Bush will be out for at least 12 weeks with a flexor tendon strain. Top prospect third baseman Josh Young will not be available until the end of May or beginning of June. Rangers-Rays tonight broadcast at 5.30 on 15.90 a.m. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Great day. I think it's going to be fine. I think the weather's going to hold off. We'll be, we'll be okay. Uh, I've got my perch. i got my, my perch planned. Uh, I'll be walking the route at some point early. Love to see some of you guys. Let me know where you're going to be. Let me know where you're going to be. I'm just going to kind of kind of pre-parade. Steven, I'm going to kind of do my own walk from 12th, kind of down to about 3rd, and uh, just kind of walk the route, check things out, visit with folks. Uh, so text us at the CNC Collision Line, 254-662-1660. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be seated? And uh, wave hello to me. Steven, what should I wear, something like this? I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a, in my official media capacity. I probably shouldn't put Baylor stuff on. Maybe I'll just wear green, but not. it won't say Baylor. You know what I mean? I don't want to show up with all the journalists. I mean, Jerry can do that because he works for Baylor. I can't. I don't work for Baylor, really. So we're the flagship station, of course. Should I just wear something green, Stephen? You think that would work? Yeah, I think green would probably get yeah. the message across without being like in your I'm face. With but you. I'm, I'm not really sure anybody that's going to be at the parade is really caring about journalism integrity today. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's Mosley doing? Yeah, I don't think any of the Baylor Mosley? fans are going home like, did you see Matt sporting his green and gold today? What's Mosley wearing? I can't believe that. He had a Baylor thing on. Isn't he a journalist? Um, everybody come up and say hi. I'll be just kind of wandering around. Then I'm going to go up high. I've, I've, I've kind of got in mind. I'm going to try to get down there early and get a little perch. I think Terry Tacker, longtime Baylor man, he and I are going to be up there. Anybody wants to join us, just reach out to me via Twitter. I'll let you know our secret perch for this thing. We'll kind of be up there waving at, at folks from a high, from on high. Steven, I might just go climb the Alico building. Just go right to the top of that thing. Just, I mean, I think that'd be neat. Kind of watch it from up there. I'm a little kind of scared of heights. So it seems a little high. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's up there. Not sure anybody would be joining you either, but go go for it, man. Can I get in that building? Is anything happening in that building? Somebody let me know. Can I climb to the top of the Alico? I know at some point I felt like we did that in college or something. I mean, that sounds like something we would have we would have tried to do. Uh, in addition to some of my friends jumping off the suspension bridge, will not name any names, even all these years later. Uh, you can reach us, 254-662-1660. You can call us on that Freddie Kish line or text us on the CNC collision line. Where will you be? There's literally a story in KWTX that says a teenager was arrested yesterday for trying to climb up on the fire escape to the top of the Alco building. <laughs> no. Oh, no. So much craziness. Something was going out in La Vega, near La Vega. One of those junior highs out there yesterday. A lot of crazy things going on in Central Texas. Come see me. Come see me. I'll be around the parade and uh, just waving at everybody as they come by. So uh, let me know. Stephen, let me know if anybody starts texting in, like, where they're planning on standing. Basically, just so you know, this thing starts at 12th and Austin, and then it'll end down there at, like, Third in Austin, what is that, City Hall? I think it's City Hall. They'll have a little stage or something. In the end, uh, Scott will make a speech, perhaps, about the mayor. Mayor's going to be on today with John Morris at 2.30, Mayor Meek. All right, he's a big Baylor guy, so it's good to have Baylor mayors. I like that. I like that. So all of Waco, we've been through a tough time. All of Central Texas, let's get together and uh, celebrate. Stephen, you brought down the room and, again, we have Mac Rhodes coming up at 4 o'clock. Or excuse me. Well, that's a long time from now. No, he's coming up at 140. All right, Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. Stephen, you brought down the whole room when you, on that sports center, talked about the Rangers. I mean, I, I, I got to respect the pitching. Taylor Hearn striking out everybody, gives up one run. That Dane Dunning, or whatever his name is, Dane something, Dane Dunning, I think it is. I mean, yeah, that dude right. goes out that guy, that guy goes out there, gives you four innings. It just, sh- I mean, shuts everybody down. Like, here's my four. Okay, I'm going to give my four. I'm going to turn it over to Taylor. Three innings of, of like seven strikeouts in three innings. Taylor Hearn, young guy. Boom, boom, boom. Next guy comes in, gets it home. He takes it home. They give it one run, and they lose one to nothing. I mean, it's getting to the point where, and that, I mean, I know that kid they played against. They're playing a raise at, uh, that's, uh, that's glass now. I mean, I, he was a former pirate, and um, just didn't—I forget what all happened. It didn't work out. He got hurt. Uh, you know, it was—it was the story of every pirate. It just—they couldn't figure it out. He couldn't figure it out. He goes somewhere else. He figures it out, and he just—he just—he just stuffed the Rangers. Just said, "Guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to go about seven and a third, and just not let you touch anything tonight. All right." And by the way, Rays pitching, we're going to rack up 17 strikeouts. 
How about 17 strikeouts? I think he had 12 by himself. He goes seven to third. He's sitting everybody down. Our buddy Nate Lowe's not hitting anything. There's nobody hitting on this team. I think Trevino had a hit. It's just pitiful. And then you look at uh, you look at Gallo, and they, they they stick four outfielders, and then they got a rover out there, and they got nobody at third. They got nobody at short. It's an extreme. <sighs> Stephen, why did you have to bring them up? I mean, there's so many kind of fun things to talk about today, and you had to put the Rangers in there. And listen, we're the home to the Rangers. Stephen, are we the flagship for them? We're their flagship for Central Texas. All right, flagships up in the Metroplex area. I think that's 105.3, the fan. We are a huge affiliate, always have been. Love the Rangers. And, uh, And they're going out, and they're not putting a good product on the field. Stephen, did Garrett, did I hear some rumor that Garrett had attended a ball game recently? Was he sitting up there in the stands for that one nothing, or was that a previous game? I, I'll have to ask him. I know he, he was asking me about if I wanted tickets for Saturday, so maybe he went and took those instead. I think he went to the game. I mean, that was the – that was the, he probably's like, don't, don't put it out there. Probably, <laughs> probably said he was sick or something. I can't run a game tonight. I'm sick. Went to the Rangers game. Garrett, I'm sorry. Tom's not listening. Tom has decided not to listen to our show anymore. I think it's a you know, good decision by him. Um, Steven, there's a lot. I mean, there's just so much to get to. But I, I did want to – you're a huge baseball guy. I mean, are you just – are you already fed up? Are you, are you still have some interest in this team? Are you angry? Or did you just have so little expectation that this doesn't really this doesn't do anything to you? You're just you knew they were going to be this horrible. No, frustration's the right word. I mean, I I, I knew they were going to be bad. But the thing that's frustrating to me, Matt, is I think as you laid out there, the pitching. Now it's very very early, and we know that as you know the season goes on, you get to June and July. Usually, teams that don't have a lot of depth or don't have proven arms fade down the stretch in that regard. But the pitching's been pretty good. I mean, Kyle Gibson had a terrible first start, but he bounced back nicely. Um, they've been making things work and patching things together with this <laughs> sort of weird, you know, two, two-man two system tandem yeah. uh, guys that they'll trot out there tandem. from time to time yeah. like they did last night. But they haven't scored a run scored a run in 22 <laughs> innings. I mean, it's it's a Major League Baseball team. They struck out 17 times last night. They just don't have it at all in that lineup. And, and that's the, the killer for me is you're actually going through like a two, two-and-a-half-week period where your starters are holding up fairly well. The bullpen's not great, but it's doing okay. And you can't capitalize it on it on it because you can't score. And, and I think eventually, you know, that pitching will kind of regress to the mean a little bit and it'll get even uglier. But uh, my, my hope is dwindling because they – this seems like the opportunity for them with the way they're throwing, and they just can't push any runs across the board. I agree with you. Uh, it's it's very frustrating, and uh, and I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'm going to continue to watch and listen. And um, I this is really really. I just want to see when they get you know when uh, Josh Young gets his. Uh, Gets that foot repaired or whatever. I don't know how many weeks it is before he can start playing. Let's get some. Let's get some help. Let's get some youngsters up there. Put Winsel in the lineup. Let the Baylor Bear with the long flowing hair. Put him out there. Let him swing. I guarantee you they got more lumber than this current group. Put the Baylor kid and the Tech kid and bring them up and let them go. 
I mean, I'm ready for that at some point this season. It's probably a little early for Wenzel. We'll give him another year before he arrives. But um, it's, a, it's a very frustrating thing. All right. Um, man, Stephen, that, that, what about – and we've got uh, Mac Rhodes coming up. What about this mock draft? Mel Kuyper, and it is uh, Simcox and Mosley, ESP in Central Texas, with you every day at 1 o'clock. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. has come out with his new mock draft. Now, Stephen, before we get to what he has the Cowboys doing, was there anything you saw in this mock? You are an ESP and insider. Stephen pays all the big money to be an insider. Um, Stephen, when you looked at it, did did I know what caught my eye? It was a certain quarterback slipping more than I thought he was. Was there anything that grabbed your attention? And we won't yet say. You can say who I just referred to, but let's not say like where he's where he's being picked. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess this is not a huge surprise at this point, but I'm just kind of flabbergasted by the Mac Jones love. And I know the, ah. the, the Niners have traded mm. up. They're climbing up the boards um, and, and they Mel's got them going number three to San Francisco, wow. which would be three quarterbacks in a row in his mock draft. And I think Mac is a, a good QB, but you just look at the level of talent he had. Uh, in Alabama, and if he goes to San Fran, he'll be with a pretty good football team. They got a good defense. You know, Jimmy G got them to a Super Bowl not too long ago, um, but it, it just feels like you're betting on a dude who might be at, 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 in the NFL, might just be a game manager at best with, with the kind of time he had in the pocket in college, with the weapons he had on the outside. I, I think he's going to struggle to replicate that in the NFL. So that was the first big thing that jumped out to me. Do not say any of that around Stretch. I know. He loves them. He loves them. Okay. I, it, honestly, it, Stretch is the one who's got him up there at three. All the all the stuff he said about him and everything. He's got good insight, by the way, on Mac Jones. And uh, so all the way up to three. So I won't tell him you said those uh, horribly negative things. No, you didn't. You just kind of called him a game manager. That's okay. But what really shocked me, Stephen, Fields out of Ohio State – goes number 10 overall. People are like, what? What, Mosley? What are you talking about? It's where the Cowboys pick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. They've got the Cowboys moving down to 15, where hopefully they're still able to get a pretty good defensive player. All right? They got the Cowboys. Steven, who'd they have moving up to 10 to take fields? New England Patriots. Wow. So Belichick and the evil Patriots come up to 10 and take Fields, who at one point was thought to be the second-best quarterback, easily. I mean, we're, we're a month removed from everybody putting him at number two. And they now Mel, Mel Kuyper Jr. has him going to 10, and the Cowboys moving off that pick, and New England comes and gets him. Now, Stephen, if the Cowboys move down to 15, is there still a uh, – a cornerback available. Yes, and he has Dallas taking J.C. Horn, who mm-hmm. is uh, the South Carolina corner. He opted out of the 2020 season because of COVID, uh, but he did it. He had a really good pro day. Explosive player. J.C. Horn is who Mel has the Cowboys taking after they trade back five spots to 15. J.C. Horn, South Carolina incredible athlete people have slotted him to the cowboys at 10 could he get to 15 
Mel Kiper Jr. doing some really cool stuff. Like this is this got this got a lot of people fired up. All right, Stephen, it is time. We're going to talk to the Baylor Director of Athletics, our good friend Mac Rhodes, and we will do that next. Tune in to history with a rebroadcast of the Baylor Bears National Championship game broadcast tonight here on ESPN Central Texas. Hear it for the first time live if you were at the game or relive the highlights of the title game broadcast through the eyes of John Morris and Bat Nunley. The Baylor Gonzaga Championship game rebroadcast tonight beginning at 6 p.m. exclusively on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Neighborworks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? Neighborworks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. Neighborworks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, April 17th and Sunday, April 18th at the Harker Hikes Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the shows. More than just guns, you'll also find prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, April 17th, 9 to 5, and April 18th from 10 to 4, Harker Heights Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show. 
car has the trucks man they have the one for you crew cap short or long bed silver black or blue texas size selection great prices too richard car he has the truck for you car has the trucks man he has the truck you need if you want the best truck you want a gmc texas size selection great prices too richard car they have the truck for you Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. My is Matt Mosley, Stephen Simcox, Central National Bank. Way to go. Unbelievable, folks. Our presenting sponsor. We're joined now by the Baylor Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes, man who's uh, had a big day already, and I've seen some of these pictures, have even seen some, uh, some dance moves coming out of the state capitol today. Mac, welcome, uh, welcome to the Matt Moses Show. First time I've had you on since the national title. Congratulations to you, sir. Well, thank you, Matt. I uh, appreciate uh, the uh, the congratulations and uh, and congratulations to you too, because I know that uh, that you you love the Baylor Bears and um, it was something special for you and and others as well. So, um, what a what an accomplishment. It was pretty incredible, um, and you guys got to be at the state capitol today. We saw all the pictures coming in. Uh, I, there's some booing at one point. I don't think they thought the uh, the big men uh, that EJ hit the gavel or flow as hard as they should have. Uh, but all in all, it looked like an incredible uh, reception for the team. What was uh, what was that experience like? Oh, it was it was terrific, and you and you're right. Little little tentative with the with the gavel, but uh, you know what? Um, the next time we take a take a visit to the the state capitol, we're uh, we're going to practice that right, and uh, so we'll we'll do better next time. But uh, what amazing experience, and uh, just grateful to, to Governor Abbott, and, uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Patrick, and just um, and just a, a special a special time for for our for our student athletes and the staff, you know, those are, those are memories for a lifetime and uh, to be able to be on the, on the house floor and, and uh, to be recognized and then, and then on the Senate floor and then, you know, to be able to spend some, some private time again with, with governor Abbott, um, just, just great memories for, for our players. I feel like Mark Vidal may have like lobbied for some things. Do you think he weighed in on some of the the various votes and maybe he just seems like a guy that wouldn't mind sharing his opinion on some of the various things that are going on in our state? Yeah, I um, I think you have that absolutely one hundred percent correct. I I don't think <laughs> Mark uh, shies away from giving his opinion on on much of of anything. I mean he's uh, he's got an opinion about. Uh, about a lot of a lot of different things, and uh, he was the designated uh, trophy holder uh, today for us in uh, in most of the pictures. But uh, Mark is um, obviously an unbelievable young man, and and uh, glad that that he could experience this as as well as our other other student athletes. Yeah, people, uh, you've got a good sport ga- uh, sport coat game, but people are really liking Vital. I think he went with a red coat, perhaps, like a red sport coat. And, uh, Mac, that may be something you want to look into. I um, I don't know. I'm trying to think all the colors you've pulled off over the years. I don't know if you've had just a solid red look. Maybe when you were at Houston. That might have been the only time. 
Yeah, I, I think I've got one, you know, way deep in the closet from my from my Houston days, but uh, haven't haven't brought that one out. Maybe maybe uh, maybe during Christmas season. <laughs> during the holiday season, talking to Mac Rhodes, Baylor director of athletics. What what were those moves um, that you and President Livingstone and the Mullet brothers? I think Jared Butler was in there, and then Scott was in that formation. It seemed to be sort of a pyramid. Obviously, it was something when I was in school that not would have not been allowed, Mac, um, at, at, in a Baylor type function. <laughs> what uh, what what do you call that dance? I know the Mullet brothers were heavily involved. And they seemed to know the moves the best. Um, and and again, you there was some good twirling of the hips and all that kind of thing. What 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 do we call that? Well, they were they were definitely the the instructors, and and quite frankly, I I have no idea what it was called. Right, full <laughs> concentration was was on the the actual moves and not and not the name of it. And um, you know, truth be told, that was a the one that that made the video that. Is, and uh, when we looked at it, we just figured, look, it's not going to get any better than that. So let's just let's just roll with that. And um, I'm just glad, like Coach Drew was in front of me, um, and and more prevalent to the camera, so nobody could could uh, could see me. But um, I thought Coach Drew uh, did a did a great job, as did as did President Livingstone. Yeah, I thought, I thought she. Uh, I thought she really uh, did a very nice job. What What was it like? I know the rest of us just stood up there. We were sort of in disbelief. The game, being down there close where you were and experiencing it, and and uh, what what was that like? Like right after the game, and then did, were you like a lot of us? Did you think when uh, when you know was there a moment for you? I think uh, Flagler for a lot of us when he nailed that three. Uh, and then, of course, they punctuated it with like an alley oop or something. I, but but you, it was just like fine, that wave came over you, like we're we're actually going to pull this off, like this is actually happening. Baylor's going to be the national champions. What were those moments like for you? When did you finally kind of let yourself believe it was going to happen? You know, because you know you're in the bubble and you're you're participating in in the you know the film sessions and walkthroughs, right? The scouts, all of that. Um, you know, I was, I was at peace. I felt like, you know, we, we had a really, really good chance to, to, to win the game. Felt like, you know, Gonzaga hadn't faced, you know, anything like that in terms of defensive pressure, but also not just pressure, defensive physicalness. And, um, and again, you know, our guard play wasn't sure that they made any, anybody that, that good off the bounce. And so it was probably, you know, literally eight minutes into the game. And I didn't think we, we had had won it by by no stretch, but I thought, yeah, um, I really believe we we are the better team, and if we continue to just perform at this level, I just I don't see a way um, way for Gonzaga to get back in. And and now, irregardless, right? You're you're pacing up and down, and you know every time you know they closed it to to ten or to nine, you know uh, you were expecting okay, you know now now it's going to be the the, the two to four four point game that that we all anticipated, but um, you know credit to our kids, they they just never let it happen. We just continued to answer and and uh, again just uh, you know it was it was a special performance on both both sides of the floor and it and it needed to be against a a team that you know was was undefeated and you know one of the one of the the best college basketball teams uh, you know in in recent years so. 
uh, proud of our guys. And then, you know, after the floor, or after the, you know, at, right after the game on the floor, I, I think it was just, it was pure joy because you're, you're just around the team and they're such a great group of young men and they truly play for each other and celebrate each other and happy for one another. And um, just a, a great, a great moment. And, and then, of course, you know, Coach Drew and, and the 18 years and um, where the program was when he, when he started it, right, when he walked in, right, um, mm-hmm. just that that journey um it is movie like and uh just so proud of him and um the way that uh that he had a vision the way he's led the program and uh you know finally culminates in a in a national national championship all right can you talk to some of your people at utep some of your old ties i was hearing rumors they were trying to hire one of our our great coaches i don't know if he wants to even be (laughs) mentioned right now can you ward? Can you ward that off? You do have uh, great longtime ties to that school. Yeah, and um, you know they're uh, obviously you know great history there, as, as you know, right? They were the the last, you know, mm-hmm. or the only Texas team uh, to win a national championship, right? In 1966, since we pulled that off, uh, you know, eight days ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, if if I'm them. Right, and uh, I'm I'm out wanting to hire a, a head coach, um, somebody that's got great integrity, somebody that's unbelievable X's and O's, and can recruit. No state of Texas, right, is going to build a championship culture. Um, coach Tang would would be you know would be number one on my list if if I'm UTEP, and so I know that they've got great interest, and they've they've reached out to. Not just me, but to, to, to others, and you know, we'll keep a close eye on on that. And um, you know, uh, we're always going to want what's best for Coach Tang and uh, and his family. And uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see see where that lands, and and then uh, deal with it as as a, mm. as appropriately. I've been feeding them negative information. I hope he doesn't hold it against <laughs> me to try to keep him here with us. Um, talking to uh, Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. Mac read the Waco Trib article about the two possible locations for the basketball pavilion. People like me said, oh, start moving the dirt today. They won a national title. I'm sure you love that. Um, Kim uh, shared her preference. She wants it to be on campus and has never been shy about sharing her opinion. Uh, do you, where do you... Where do you stand? Is this one? I feel like your quote was was basically like I'm being open minded about this, and you know, looking at both ways. Um, it's a cool thing to have. You want the city to be involved. They want you over across 35. Uh, you know what it would look like if you did it over there by the Ferrell Center. Do you? Are you 50 50 on this thing? Are you truly open minded? Do you do you secretly lean one way? How do you how do you where do you stand on all this? Yeah, you know, I think right now this this present present time, right? It's two great sites. Um, I think you know both would would work well, right? I think we've we've got some some more vetting to do, and I think we'll we'll do that, and we're in the process of doing that. You know, here over the next month, two months, um, you know, probably you know more more like a month, but uh, some some more vetting to do to to really determine you know 
uh, where we think it's best for, for Baylor. You know, I, uh, you know, I appreciate Kim's comments. I appreciate Scott's comments. Um, this is a, a decision that, that will be made, you know, uh, by the university. Uh, we'll, we'll make that decision, you know, based on what's best for the university, best for, for Baylor athletics, right? And, and both long-term and short-term, right? This, is, this has got to be a decision. It's like choosing a, a school when you're being recruited, right? This isn't just a four-year decision. This is a 30-year decision and uh, or 30-plus-year decision, right? Um, we're gonna we're gonna do our due diligence in terms of in terms of uh, just vetting it, and we'll we'll make the we'll make the you know the very very best decision. You know when when I arrived here in sixteen August of sixteen as as the athletic director, the only discussion about basketball arena at that at that time was you know renovation of Farrell Center, and uh, we we quickly made a decision and decided that, Hey, we, before we even talk about renovation, let's, let's really look and, and do uh, an analysis, you know, renovation versus, versus new. And we went through that entire series, probably, you know, a year. And, uh, and we obviously landed that when we looked at the cost analysis that, Hey, it's, it's better to build new than, than renovate, renovate Farrell. And, um, you know, we started off with with one initial site, and then um, the second site was was presented to us as an as an option. And you know, because of COVID, we really put put everything on pause. And you know, now you know we're we're at a time and place where you know we're we're going to bet them and, and make the best decision. Um, it it won't be a coach's decision; it will be a university decision. All right, talking to Mac Rhodes, last thing, sometimes coaches get extensions or salary bumps when they win a national title or, in some cases, make it Sweet 16 or Elite 8. Um, do you have any uh, breaking news for us today, Mac? Anything anything with Scott, or is that uh, <laughs> will that just sort of uh, continue to maybe be in the cards for down the road? Yeah, you know, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last time we, we spoke, you know, I was in the bubble. We had the conversation that you know we've we've been proactive and uh, mm-hmm. we we started that process, and you know we're still in that process um, of uh, you know thinking about um, talking with with Scott and Kelly in terms of their their future right um, here at here at Baylor. But um, you know, I think I said positive with uh with how the process has gone up to this point in time and and where we'll land and you know i would i would expect you know scott drew to be our our head coach for for a, for a long time or at least you know i'm going to sneak in a, a clause in there that you know he can't he can't leave as long as i'm athletic director here so <laughs> all right i like that the the, the the mac Rhodes clause we hope we get to keep you guys around uh, for a long time, boy, the mayor's coming on here in a minute with uh, John Morris. You know the mayor's going to be lobbying for that uh, facility, for the pavilion. I mean, we're really going to – it'll be all over the station here. But uh, it is uh, – it's fun to talk to you. What a great time. And then, uh, Mac, will we see you on a float today? I've already kind of – I've got my perch. I'm going to be up high, uh, kind of across from the Alico building. Wave at me if you get a chance. Uh, what will what will be your – 
not a, not a float person. Amy and I are going to decide to. Uh, we've decided that we're going to we're going to walk the parade and um, and uh, enjoy it enjoy it that way. So hey, we've we've got over a hundred and twenty seven, I believe, a hundred and thirty former players coming back. Some of them flying into town, and um, it's been really special to see how this truly has uh, has become a, a family event. Uh, not just about our, our current players, but but our former players, and it's going to be awesome to see so many of them uh, be a part of the parade as well. All right, if I see Terry Teagle or Vinnie Johnson, it'd be like the Beatles. I'll just faint. You may see well, me just kind of kill over one, uh, next to the parade. Yeah, well, one of those two is is scheduled to be here. So whoa, and, um, whoa. So it will be. Uh, it, it should be a it should be a great great time for everybody, and just. Special thanks to to the mayor and and city council and, and all of Waco really uh, to, to putting on the parade and, and again it'll be a fun fun time for everybody. All right, and do that little dance move when y'all are walking in the parade. I'd like you to do that one more time for the crowd. There's going to be throngs of people out there. We'll all be hopefully masked up, and we'll try to do all the proper things. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, Mac. And thank you for doing this. I know it's been a, a, a fun day, but a busy day. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. As always, thank you for, uh, for, uh, for the opportunity. Talk to you soon. There he goes. Mac Rhodes, Baylor, Director of Athletics. And, uh, Stephen, I even told uh, told uh, our man, uh, John Morris, we might need just a little bit more time. But that worked out fine. I looked at my clock here, Stephen. That's about the time we get out anyway. So uh, some really interesting stuff that came out there. Uh, Stephen, I could have pressed him, but I kind of want to be surprised by who I see between Vinny and Terry. I, it's got to be Terry because I think Terry still lives in Texas. I mean, if you get if Vinny comes back, I, I literally might faint if I see Vinny. It's got to be Terry. Okay, that's really fascinating news right there. One of those two Baylor legends from about seventy-eight to eighty-two. They played. Terry took over. Terry's the Terry's the greatest Baylor player ever. You you could debate me all day, and these young people say Davion. Terry Davion's awesome, and Jared's awesome. All these guys are awesome, but Terry is the best. Anybody that's my age or older, let's say 45 and older, knows that Terry Teekle was the greatest Baylor player ever. All right. You know, John Morris would agree with that, I promise, even though he, he might not want to go on the record with it. John is standing by. Mayor Meek uh, uh, is going to be on with him at 2.30, I believe. And then I'll have some live reports from the parade this evening, 6 o'clock. All right, everybody. Have a great one. For Stephen Simcox, I'm Matt Mosley. Good night.